0: Hi everyone, and thanks for tuning into UBS Global Research PodHub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Aaron Captain, Chief Economist at UBS, and in this episode, we are going to be taking a look at why are we still forecasting a U.S. recession. I'm joined by Jonathan Pingle, Chief U.S. Economist at UBS. We've just published our compendium of the 10 most asked client questions. It's 10 essays. Um, to answer ten questions and some supporting charts uh, to make the argument. Now, the most asked question is why are we still forecasting a U.S. recession? So, Jonathan, welcome. Let's uh, jump straight in. So, the first thing I'd like you to comment on is what has surprised you about the economy this year?
1: Well, well certainly, aspects of the housing market uh, have withstood the reset in mortgage rates—you um, know, much better than expected. Um, you know, new home prices—you know, prices for new homes you know, has come down to offset some of the, you know, rate shock, uh, but it's allowed, you know, new home construction to continue to chug along. And then in the existing home sales market, you know, the market, you know, is basically seized, but that is both, um, you know, restricted supply, uh, kept new, helped keep new home construction uh, buoyant, um, and also prevented any, any real price adjustment. So it's kept uh, levels of housing wealth high. You know, in other parts of the good sector, um, there has been some weakness, but, you know, also in construction, you know, certainly the manufacturing plant construction uh, from the CHIPS Act, you know, really roared out of the gate uh, at the start of the year. Um, it's been quite strong. It has slowed a lot in the last few months, but certainly that was um, pretty robust strength uh, pumping through the, uh, the construction sector early at the start of the year. But when I think about it in terms of you know contributions uh, to growth, really the resiliency in consumer spending has been really the biggest surprise, and households you know with with abundant liquidity liquidity um, you know have really shown a, a willingness to tap and deploy and use their improved balance sheets. You know there was a substantial amount of deleveraging and. Um, very abundant accumulated savings coming out of the pandemic and the transfer programs, and households have showed um, uh, an extraordinary willingness to rely on, you know, the wealth, the savings, and credit. Uh, to support uh, consumer, st- consumer spending. And of course, those unique features have made you know, time, you know, getting the timing or forecasting the timing of any slowdown quite, quite difficult. But um, you know, certainly that has uh, supported activity and really kept the expansion uh, chugging along.
0: But yet we're still forecasting that recession. So what are the main arguments for why we're doing that?
1: The labor market has uh, slowed considerably. And, you know, if we look at private hours growth, you know, which is a summary measure of labor demand, um, you know, it's really essentially stalled over the last uh, six to eight months. Um, You know, maintaining this this pace of spending as the savings erode, you know, seems likely to become increasingly uh, difficult for households. You know, plus we are seeing evidence that credit is, is now starting to tighten. You know, we've seen certain types of loans, we see the growth uh, slow quite a lot um, and, in fact, start to contract um, among things like if you combine sort of CNI loans and certain types of loans to consumers. And when we look at the lending uh, surveys, you know, whether it's the Dallas Fed survey or, you know, Kansas City or, or the Fed Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey, you know, they really suggest to us we should see further uh, tightening uh, in the coming quarters and some of those surveys, like the Fed Senior Loan Officer Survey, are, are quite um, recessionary levels. So, so we do expect that the credit uh, crimping to continue to slow activity uh, as we roll through the next few quarters. Um, and also, we, we still have uh, headwinds facing households. Um, you know, States are trimming the Medicaid rolls that have been expanded during the pandemic. Um, You know, the child care block grant subsidies supporting child care provision ended at the end of last month. Um, And we've seen a really large start to the repayment and resumption of student loan repayments um, with the moratorium having ended. Um, You know, it does look like we're on track to see almost 100 billion annualized of, of payments resume. And, you know, we estimate those to be high marginal propensity to consume households. So we do think that resumption of student loan payments uh, will dent, uh, construct- consumption growth, um, and, and and be a headwind. So, overall, you know, when we look at uh, sort of the forward-looking headwinds for the economy and what's sustained the strength this year, you know, we just don't think the uh, we just don't think the expansion is is really out of the woods yet.
0: Right. So so our, I mean our forecast is one state of the world. The market, I guess, is another state of the world. Very much sort of pricing a soft landing how do you think about that is is that unambiguously a much better outcome than what we're forecasting
1: in, in our view the soft landing is not uh an unambiguous uh better story now you know when i look at you know what the fomc wrote down in the september summary of economic projections that really is quite rosy um but when we look at an economy with with sort of these initial conditions where you know we we have a very tight labor market um nominal wage growth is running four and a quarter to four and a half percent you know that's that's not even consistent with inflation getting below two and a half percent let alone um getting any anywhere closer on a sustainable basis to two percent so you know if we're going to run growth that strong you know it's going to make the feds job at some point look a lot harder um, if they really are trying to restore price stability and get inflation sustainably down even just close to 2%. Um, so, so given we, we see that as being probably a more inflationary environment, um, you know, that's, a, that's, that's an environment where the Fed may have more work to do. Um, they might need higher real rates. They might need higher real rates for longer um, because we do think you're going to need you know, some labor market slackening at some point uh, in order to return inflation to something close to what uh, we think the central bank and Congress would, would think was an acceptable rate of inflation. So, you know, if, if, if you're not really getting that slackening, you know, that's an environment where not only do you have higher rates, but you've got a central bank that's going to have to sort of fight any reacceleration, um, you, know, you know, chronically working to tamp down growth to prevent a resumption. Or reacceleration of price increases, um, so that's not a particularly fun state of the world to think the economy lasts like that for
0: you know a period
1: of some years.
0: Great, let's leave it there. Thank you for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was an overview of why are we still forecasting a U.S. recession, with me and Jonathan Pingle, Chief U.S. Economist at UBS tune in again for more investment insights
2: this content has been prepared by UBS AG its subsidiaries and or affiliates and is purely informational in nature it is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice it is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity and you should seek your own financial tax and legal advice before engaging in any such activity UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content and has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2023. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.